Port Elizabeth, June the 3rd, 1819. Smoke mixed with the breeze lifting from the bay. The sweet smell of the fresh water added a blanket of perfume that precious jewel tried to fit into every inch of her lungs. For it covered the scent of loss and despair and death. She shook herself, for fear and despair couldn't grip her. There was too much work to do, too many people wounded that needed patching. Then she'd have to tell her friend the worst about her husband. Poor Clara didn't get a chance to say goodbye. She mopped her brow, but continued wrapping a linen bandage about Mr. Ralston's arm. The big arrow-like sword that Lord Welling called an assegai had pierced the skin close to the bone. The man had bled a great deal. His lips were ashen, but when she put a thumb to his wrist, the beat felt strong. This is gonna cause you a mighty ache for the next few days, maybe weeks. You'll be fine. His brown eyes shifted, but he said nothing. His tongue was probably glued in place by the pain. Finally, he licked his dry mouth and mumbled a bit before his voice became clear. Better hurt than dead. His words didn't shock Precious. So many sailors had been cut down tonight. It was as bad as when the plantation owners sought to squelch rebellion amongst the slaves. Precious was very young, but still remembered the torches whipping in the night sky and the howling of the dogs and the men. Those screams filled that heavy, foggy air, just like the baron's men's screams filled this Port Elizabeth night. Tonight, two sides battle, the Kozuk and Lord Welling's men. But this time the losers didn't look like precious. The superior force was black and bold. And as far as she knew, the colony people here weren't guilty of enslaving folks like her. Why then should they be slaughtered? Could this place survive with Africans bent on killing? With a heavy blink to her eyes, she steadied the shakes beginning to set in her hands. She felt some kind of way about all the violence, but would keep that to herself. There. You're done. Thank you, ma'am. His voice sounded small and low. I didn't think you'd be the one to patch me up. She reared back on her knees, her fisted hand swinging to her hip. Why? Cause I look like them? Those Kosa? When his head rocked from side to side, she stilled and unclenched her fingers. I didn't think you would since I ain't been decent to you. Sorry for that. She caught his gaze with his wounded mud-brown eyes. An apology. Good to hear it. Good to hear what? Lord Welling stooped beside her. What have you agreed to, Miss Jewell? Her spine bristled at the possessive notes in his voice. Maybe it was imagined, but his clear blue eyes bore into her skull as if merely staring would unlock her secrets. He should know that wouldn't work. It'd take a lot more than his brooding to get at those. Been helping out up here as best I could. Captain. Ralston cleared his throat. She fixed me up with a number of others. The Baron's lips pursed as he nodded. Miss Jewel is full of surprises. His hair was wild and loose. He smelled of beach sand and perspiration. Still frowning, he raised Ralston's arms a few inches from the boat's deck. Looks like you will live. Don't know how much that'll do me here, Captain. We're left here with peace. Why? What happened? A Mr. Novel? I don't know, but I'm going to find the answers. Using Mr. Ralston's good arm, the Captain pulled him to stand. 
Get yourself below and sleep. I've got men on watch. My guns are ready this time for any other surprises. The sailor shrugged as he tested his shoulder, pushing at the wrapped muscles. Yes, sir. Lord Welling leaned down and took Precious's hand. You've helped enough, Miss Jewell. I want you to go down below. She shook her head. There's more I can do up here. The Baron snatched her up by the elbow. I insist. I insist.